What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony. Today, we're going to talk about how much money you should have saved according to your age. And we're also going to talk about how much money you need in order to retire. So before we get started, please remember to subscribe, leave a review if you can, and also check out my links in the episode notes. I have my course on Udemy. If you want to get started with investing but don't know what to do, I'll teach you the ABCs and the fundamentals of investing, a step-by-step guide. So check that out. I think it's on sale right now for $12.99. Great value. Also a quiz at the end, and you'll get a certificate of completion when you're done if you pass the course. And also check out my links for Acorns one of the best robo-advisors out there, and also invest your spare change, and my links for public and Coinbase for crypto investing. So let's get started. Now, I looked this up according to Fidelity. They have a retirement planner on their website. And their rule of thumb is to have about 10 times your income by the time you're age 67. Now, If you make $50,000 a year on average, then you should have about $500,000 by the time you're age 67. Now, the earliest you can take your Social Security is at 62. So if you wanted to do that, you'd have to adjust an additional five years of your income on top of that. Now, most people will probably be retiring around 67 plus probably around 70 and those of you that are going to be retiring 67 and up you're going to need 10 times your income now here's the thing these these um, guidelines and the amount of money you need by age this is based on your retirement accounts like a 401k or Roth IRA company matches, as well as your investments in things like index funds, ETFs, robo-advisors, and your personal savings account, and high-interest savings accounts, checking accounts, etc. So all of your liquid assets. So you can combine your retirement accounts, your individual investment accounts, your robo-accounts, and your savings accounts, and add those up. Now, by age 30... Fidelity says that you should have the equivalent of your annual average salary saved. So if you earn $50,000 a year, you should have $50,000 at 30 years old. And like I said before, this includes your savings accounts, cash, and your investments. Now by age 40, you should have three times your income. So that would be $150,000 going off of a $50,000 income. By age 50, you should have six times your income. By age 60, you should have eight times your income. And by age 67, you should have 10 times your income. Now, I know a lot of this seems overwhelming, and most people probably don't have these type of savings. And that's not to be discouraged because anybody, no matter their age, or any amount of savings you have can get started with the same principles, and that's compounding interest. It's your interest making money on top of your interest. So interest making interest, making interest, making interest, and 
Just like Albert Einstein says, compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It's one of the most amazing things about investing. And the longer you're in the stock market, the more gains you're going to have and the more chances of building generational wealth and retirement you're going to have as well. Now, the key obviously is let it build over decades. But if you're someone that's starting out kind of late, say you're in your 40s or up, there's a couple things you can do to help yourself kickstart your retirement and get to where you need to be. Number one is if you have a 401k through your work and they match, they have a company match, you should be maxing that out as much as you can. Uh, most companies will match up to 6%, but you can also put in more and it's a good idea to put at least 10% of your income into your 401k accounts and into your investments and another 10% into your savings accounts. And a lot of people, if you don't have a 401k and you don't have a company match, that's okay because you can open up what's called a Roth IRA, which is a retirement account but it's all tax-free. So the money's pre-taxed, and when you go to retire, you can take it all out and pay no tax, and any dividends you make in that account are tax-free as well, any gains are tax-free. It's one of the most amazing things, Roth IRA, so check that out. Now, the next thing you can do to help yourself out is open up a high-yield savings account. So those of you that do have a good amount of money stashed, like $10,000 or more, you can put it into a savings account that might net you 1% to 2% yield per year. And now you're, addition, you're generating additional income to help you out. Always put your money in a high yield savings account. And the next thing would be a robo-advisor like something like Acorns, which I have a link for in my episode notes. And why is that? Because anytime you buy something, you link your bank account to it. Anytime you buy something, it rounds up to the next whole dollar and invests your spare change for you. So you're investing without even thinking about it constantly. And uh, it adds up quick. Within a year, I have almost $5,000 in there. So it adds up really quick. And I use uh, Acorns as a secondary account to help me out and get me to where I need to be because I'm also a little bit behind as well. Now, Next things you can do is set up a form of passive income, and this is something I've been doing a lot over the last two years, is you can do this through buying REITs, which are real estate investment trusts, or you can own real estate. So REITs are a way to own real estate without actually the headaches of owning real estate. So I'm a big advocate of REITs, and the reason why is because they pay a very high dividend, and I use something, I use ETFs for REITs, and one of my favorites is VNQ, which is a Vanguard Total Real Estate ETF. It's full of hundreds of different uh, real estate companies and REITs, and they're great companies, and they manage it for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to research. You don't have to worry about the headaches of real estate. You just get paid, and the great thing about REITs is they're required by law in the U.S. to pay 90% of their profits out to shareholders. So you have REITs and then you have dividends. So you can invest into dividend paying stocks or ETFs. So that's another great way for passive income to help you out. And especially if you have a long timeline like 30, 20 to 30 years before retirement, even 10 years, 
you can build up a nice dividend income over a course of a decade or of a couple decades. So by the time you do retire, you can collect thousands of dollars a year in dividend income, and you don't have to sell your stocks if you don't want to. So another great way is real estate. So you can invest in some real estate and rent it out. Obviously, this would be hard for most people to do or for the average person to do if you don't have a good amount of savings to get started with this. But it is an option, and it's always on the table. And last but not least, two other things. You can go for a side hustle to increase your income to invest that money. And the most important thing is cut your expenses. Make your living expenses less and less, lower and lower. And I think of it as a game, playing offense and defense. Offense is your money coming in and putting it into investments that's going to make more money for you. And defense is lowering your expenses. The more you lower expenses and increase your income, the better you're off you're going to be and the quicker you're going to get to your goals. So this is information I found on Fidelity. And I thought it would be a cool thing to do an episode on. So hopefully you guys found that helpful. And hopefully uh, if you're not on track with these age goals, then maybe, you know, um, podcasts like mine will help you reach those goals. But thank you very much for listening. And please remember to subscribe. And until next time, thank you so much for the support.